Barry, hopefully your uh, Thanksgiving was obviously a good one. Thanksgiving weekend was, was a good one. A lot of stuff to dive into today, but how are you doing? Doing real well. I've been enjoying the World Cup. I watch, uh, I've got a background in soccer. I coached 10 years. I ref really? seven and did six years of high school and one of UWF and uh, coached uh, eight years of girls and two years of mix, but I, I love the World Cup. And I just want to do a shout out to uh, UWF's football team for winning last week. And this week at one o'clock on UWS field, they're having their first playoff home game. And we should just um, make it overrunning. We should have, have where they can't um, can't hardly move. There's so many people there. Well, ho- certainly hoping for it. Um, that would be nice. And, and I know that uh, that their game against Limestone wasn't necessarily the greatest crowd with with you know Thanksgiving weekend and all that stuff um, on, on the horizon uh, leading to the game against Delta State and then now being being at home for this game will be big time. Uh, Barry Sheck joining from Dogs by Nature. Um, Barry, Deshaun Watson had some comments today for the first time, gave sort of an opening statement, played a little little bit earlier on the show. Are are you surprised at all that he's like, I'm only answering football questions, by the way. I'm not answering anything in regards to uh, legal stuff or whatever. It's pure football. Yeah, we're uh, at dogsbynature.com. I've got with the other writers, and I had an idea. Let's, Let's come up with seven or eight questions that what's going what do we expect when Deshaun Watson hits the field and I had different topics and um I we're going to be publishing that tomorrow great but i think it's i think it's um you know you think about it how are browns fans going to feel they're actually house divided half of them or i don't know what percentage but let's just say half want a a three-time pro bowl you know the last year in 2020 he led the league in passing yards he had 31, 33 touchdown passes against very few interceptions. He he ran for over 600 yards. He's a mobile quarterback. He was a top five when he was in the league before. He was three-time pro bowler, and that's what everybody wants. And so whether he can get back to that form or not, we're going to find out because being in shape and being in football shape are two different things. He hasn't played in 22 months. Um, the only th- thing he's played this year is he played uh, two series in a, a preseason game against Jacksonville. But other than that, what is what are we going to expect from him? Well, this is an offense that really is a lot better on paper than what they've been been given. Um, and you know the Browns have a four and seven record now. If they run the table, they'd be ten and seven. Would that be good enough to go to the playoffs? Maybe in the NFC. I, I doubt the AFC, and, you know, the division is going to run through Cincinnati and it's going to run through Baltimore, so they're definitely not going to win the division, even if they ran the table. But they still got some hard hard games coming up, and uh, yeah. we'll, just see what, we'll just see what Deshaun Watson, what kind of shape he's in. So, and, and, and with that being said, is there – I know he hasn't played in 700 days, and that, 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 that is a part of the headline there as well. And, yes, the season's off to not – maybe as good of a start as they would have liked to have by the time Deshaun were to be there. They've been very close in multiple games. I mean, the record could easily be a winning record had a couple more things gone their way. But given how things are, is there any pressure on Deshaun to have to, 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 to show something over the course of the remaining games of the season? You know, not necessarily be the guy he was or anything like that, but, but say he comes out 
and they go loss, 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 and he's got, over the course of the three games, two touchdowns and, and five picks. I mean, are people going to be ticked off, or is it going to be one of those things where it's like, well, let's just wait until he's got another offseason, and then we're going to be okay with it. Is there any pressure in that regard? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's a $230 million man. And let me tell you, there are 31 people in the NFL that are really, really mad at the Browns owner, Jimmy and D Haslam. And that's the other 32 owners. They, they don't mind the $230 million contract. They mind the $230 million guaranteed contract. Mm. It just puts the bar way, 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 way up here. And it just makes it where, you know, and that's the way it is. Subsequent contracts to other people when Josh Allen comes up and Lamar Jackson comes up, they're going to say, well, you know, Deshaun's making this, and I want to make that. In fact, I think that's the, the problem with Lamar right now is he wants to make more than uh, Deshaun because he's a proven commodity. He's a great quarterback. Uh, he's in the MVP uh, you know, hearing and, and talk about in voting stages. And he's probably worth more than Deshaun, but it's the guaranteed part that's the problem. But he, Deshaun Watson is definitely on a on a, a pedestal. He's definitely on a short stick. And I think no matter what happens this year, people are going to say, "Well, you know, they were four and seven, and you know this happened, and and what if what if this happened before, and what if Deshaun had come earlier?" And you're right. The, the Browns got three games I can think of that the other team didn't win, but the Browns lost. You brought up a good point as Barry Shuck joins the sports drive here from Dogs by Nature. That that or You brought up the, the point that you guys are going to have that piece coming out in regards to the response. Is there any, I mean, are you willing to share what you think the response is going to be? I, I saw the report that there's going to be 10, I don't know if it's 10, exactly 10 or if it could be a little bit more or less than 10, around 10 of the alleged victims of the sexual assault who are going to be there at NRG Stadium in, in Houston. What is that response going to be like from not only them, but the Houston fans who felt probably like Deshaun quit on the team in the first place? Yeah, that's one of our questions that we had. I had two different questions. One is what do we expect from Cleveland Brown fans? And another question that we, we uh, placed with it as a bookend is what are we going to expect from Houston fans because the game is in Houston and that's his former team. And the response I got from one of the writers is it's, it's going to be house divided with Browns fans because, you know, a lot of times you'll have somebody like Antonio Brown or a Terrell Owens or a Chad Ochocinco. And he, they, as long as they play great, after a while, you just kind of forget about all that silliness or all those off-the-field things, which, by the way, Antonio Brown's got an arrest warrant out for him, and T.O. just got in a fight outside of CBS uh, <laughs> yeah, in somewhere. He did. But, but, anyway, but anyway, as long as these players produce, you know, the American public, and especially NFL fans, after a while, look at Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon cold-cocked a girl before he was even drafted. He ended up being a second-round pick, and he's a stud now. When he doesn't play – all of a sudden, the the Cincinnati uh, offense has problem moving the ball because they want to be a pass happy team, but you've got to be able to uh, you know put the running game along with it. But I just think that the Browns fans are going to be divided. Some of them can't stand them. In fact, I saw a tweet from a Browns fan that says he's not my quarterback. Mm. What what this, 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 that's where it's so. It's such an interesting deal here that 
it, I mean, would you? I I don't know how the Browns fans are going to feel. I mean, if if they do say for whatever reason they win a Super Bowl with Deshaun, are are, are do you think that there's a segment of the population that that's really going to think there is an asterisk there because of him being the guy and all of that that has happened, or do you think they'll fully embrace it? Because I, given that response, it's very interesting. Obviously, Houston fans hate him, and they're they're going to be going nuts on Sunday. But for Browns fans who really don't like him, still, is there any? Do you think there's any chance that that they come to liking him eventually, or it's always going to be that way as long as he's there? They're going to despise him regardless of how good the team is. Well. America is real good about forgiveness. Now, is this something that somebody can forgive? I guess. I mean, we all sure. we all have wives, we all have girlfriends, we all have sisters, we all have mothers. Um, you know, we all have daughters, and all of those women are are a combination of those. And you know, we're being taught, or we taught to not have things happen to women that shouldn't be happening. That probably thousands and thousands of years have it's still going on in the middle east but we don't want it here so we don't want to take somebody that is doing these things which he's already settled so even though he hasn't said yes i'm guilty you can draw your own conclusions to whether he has or has not he's never admitted to any of this but he has settled so that he can play and he can play this year and he can also it's not put off so that this affects next year. None of this affects next year. So Browns fans are gonna be divided whether they're gonna embrace him, but as long as he plays well and as long as he starts to win, you're gonna hear less and less from Browns fans, but you're gonna hear more and more from opposing fans. Yeah. I can't imagine I can't imagine the fans, Drew, uh, of of a road game in Cincinnati, a road game in Pittsburgh, or a road game in Baltimore. You saw the one game he played in in Jacksonville, and the whole whole end zone was was saying vulgar language, and they had their chant. Well, that chant probably set the stage, and probably is now the standard of what all these other stadiums are going to do. And whether they're playing in, in Nolens or playing in Atlanta or playing in, in Los Angeles, those fans have nothing to do with the AFC North. They have nothing to do with the AFC North teams. But they have seen the chance from other teams, and all they're going to do is copy it. So you can expect that every road game is just going to be full of that, that same chance. Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature joining the sports drive. Now, l- let's transition a little bit away from the Browns. Uh, we-, we dove into that uh, as much as we probably uh, should at this point. I saw, I, saw so- I saw something um, that I saw. That- so I played this from Matt Light yesterday. I'm not going to play it now, but he basically said there's a chance that he could see Tom Brady. And I think this was in The Athletic where this was reported or rumored that Tom Brady, after this year, he is a free agent. He could explore going back to New England. I don't know how you feel about that, Barry, but I, I think that in a way it admits that, and I know that Tom won a Super Bowl without him, but it admits that Belichick is somewhat pivotal in Tom Brady's success. And I don't know if many people who love Tom Brady and have been you know, pumping up their chest saying that it's been Brady the whole time and not Belichick are going to like that too much. Do you think that's even possible that Brady does that? I don't. I don't. There's another story about uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I think all of that <laughs> is just clickbait. Yeah. And I've even mentioned it. I even mentioned the Garoppolo coming to the Browns last year 
and I didn't have any any facts behind it. It was a hunch. It was a hunch that I read from other articles. I think I read three other articles. I put my spin on it. It would have been a great thing to bring Garoppolo in. This is before they traded for Deshaun Watson because I knew Baker wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think Baker was going to come back. Even healed was going to come back and do something. And even now that he has gone to Carolina, you can tell that that was an exact assessment right there. But Brady to the Patriots, you know, now now that he's got an empty house and he goes home alone <laughs> and, you know, maybe he has a dog and a hamster and a cat, I don't know, but it, there's no children there. There's no wife. There's not a wife there. There might be a, a, a chef and a, and a maid. But, um, sure. you know, I, I think the – the New England bridge has been burned. I think even if they offer it to him, he's already done that. And what would what would he accomplish there? All he can do is spiral down if he goes back to New England. If they become worse, if they don't have any receivers, which they never did, if they don't have a great offensive line, which Tampa does, all that can do is spiral down. So here his, his re- reputation – and his character and his integrity in the New England area, he's a god. He could run for the, the governor of the state of Massachusetts and want and win <laughs> yeah. as an independent. So what would he have to prove? And, and the only thing that can happen is his his reputation and all that he built while he was there would be would be dropping and be a low point. Uh, yeah, I, to me, the only place that makes sense for him to go is San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's the only place. If he wants to win and wants to go somewhere else, it is San Francisco at, at the moment because Tua's got that job in Miami locked up. So the the fact of the idea, the rumor, whatever you want to call it, of him maybe going to Miami after this year seems to be null and void at this moment. They they're going to stick with Tua. I I, I can't see it happening yeah. either. Now the one that's interesting, and this has kind of developed here over the course of the weekend, is while the Packers have struggled. Aaron Rodgers goes out with the rib injury. Jordan, loves co- Jordan Love comes in, and he looks great. I mean, he made some ridiculously good throws, and Collinsworth kept on talking about it. He had a, a quick hit that Christian Watson took all the way to the house, more of Watson's speed than a throw from Jordan Love, but he put some balls on the money. And, and Aaron was essentially, he was asked uh, on if it got to the point where they wanted to, to, to sit him, would he appease that? And he said he would. Uh, take the approach with an open mind, and and if the team is out of the playoffs, then then, then maybe you know he he's gonna look at it from an open mind and not a point of bitterness. Do do you think that as soon as the Packers are out of it, or maybe even now, they they go to Aaron and say, hey, um, we're not as good as we thought we would be. We want to play Jordan the rest of the year. As some people said, they they might even trade him. There was a rumor there even based on how bad they've been. But from what you've seen over the course of yeah. the weekend. Do you think it makes sense for the Packers to do this, or do you think that Aaron is their guy going forward and Jordan can still be there for when Aaron's done? Well, here's the one thing that the Packers have to know is they have to know what they have in, in Jordan Love. Right. Jordan Love was at the Senior Bowl, the Senior Bowl, whatever year it was. I covered the Senior Bowl every year. I did an interview, short interview with him because at the time it, it didn't, you know, it, it, they were looking for a backup quarterback, but he, he looked great at the senior bowl. He was accurate. He's got good legs. So I think he's in his last year, uh, Jordan Love's in the last year of his contract. So after this year, they have to make a decision on him. Are they going to franchise him? Are they going to do the fifth-year option on him? 
Are they going to uh, give him an extension? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to release him? What are they going to do with him? Well, if he's not playing, you know, practice practice Jordan Love is a lot different than preseason Jordan Love, and it's a lot different than regular season game Jordan Love. So they have to know mm. what he is and what kind of value he is. And the more he plays, the the more that he they've got tape on him, and it's it may be an audition for for other teams. But right now the Packers are not out of it. Right. Um, you know, if if they if they they've got four wins, if they run the table, uh, they've got a chance to be in the playoffs. Um, so right now they're the eleventh seed, which is you know three three spots out of the seventh seed, four spots out of the seventh seed, and so they've got a chance. But they've got the Lions in front of them, they got the Falcons in front of them, they got uh, Seattle, and those are all the teams that are out. Now they're not going to win the division. But they can certainly get that seventh seed. But you're talking about a, a four-win team trying to upset a seven-win team who has the um, Washington, who has the, the seventh seed. So there's three games right there out of the final six that they have to make up. So while they're winning three games, they got to have people like the Giants in Washington and Seattle and Atlanta. They got to have them be losing games that are against uh, conference uh, opponents because it's not the division games that matter at this point for Green Bay. Hmm. It's the conference games. That's why it's going to be hard for the Browns at 4-7 and seven to get a, a, that number 7 seed because they've already lost to some conference play teams like the Jets, the Chargers um, that are going to have, you know, and the Ravens that are going to have a conference in the tiebreaker I think is like third on there. So you got to have those comfort wins. And I just don't think that the Packers are going to have it. Now, if they're out and they're, they're ruled mathematically out, you've got to play Jordan Love. You've got to, you've got to have an evaluation on him because you've got to know what to do with him after this year. The last thing they want to do is cut him, trade him or, or not keep him. And then he goes somewhere else like Brett Favre. And then he becomes one of the best ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point with that. And and to me, I would, I would give him another year. And then, because to me, based on how, I mean, Aaron's got got a couple of injuries now too that, that that he's been dealing with, and it's not like he's a spring chicken either. I mean, he is a little bit older. And Tom Brady's been very fortunate to not have many injury issues. Aaron's having a couple of them at, at the same time, and while he's still great, I wonder if how much longer he actually is going to want to be playing in the league, whether it be with a contender or not, j- just with. You know, the way that he's been in his career is, has been as well. Speaking with Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature, final thing, Barry. Uh, tonight we got the Bills and, and Patriots on Thursday night. Uh, people will be able to listen to it right here on ESPN Pensacola coming up in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, how, how big of a game is this, not just for the division, but for the AFC playoff race as well? Well, it's huge for both teams. It's, it's absolutely huge for both teams because you're in the part of the season that if you're not – uh, you know, accumulating wins and you start accumulating losses, you are not only dropping in your division, but you are also um, make allowing other teams to have the opportunity to advance on you. And it's just, it's just crucial for both teams. Uh, yeah, it m- most definitely is. Uh, Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature. Pleasure is always mine, Barry, to have you on the show. Do you have an idiom for us today? I do. Let's see. I'm going to give you smash mouth. Okay. Um, 
this is another way to say brutal when we're talking about American football. And this came in 1968. Now, uh, and um, Arizona State had a center named George Hummer, and he was quoted in the El Paso Herald Post that the name of the game is Smash at Mouth. Now, who made Smash Mouth famous was two different individuals. One is it was a ska punk rock band from California. They named themselves Smash Mouth. But but in the football world, it was Mike Ditka. When he was coach of the Bears, he would take he was uh, emulate and say that uh, a description of his team was smash mouth, just smash you right in the mouth and take no prisoners. But it actually came in 1968. Very very interesting. If I were to take a guess, and Mike Ditka was before. I started watching football, you know, him him coaching and all that, but I would have guessed John Madden because it sounds like th- that's a word I think John Madden would use for sure, uh, is smash mouth. But it, now that you mentioned Ditka making it famous, that actually also makes a whole lot of sense. Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature. You can check out that piece tomorrow that Barry was talking about in regards to Deshaun Watson and fans and all that other stuff, That how the response is going to be at uh, dogs, uh, dogsbynature.com. Barry, appreciate the time as always. You have a good weekend and, uh, go Bengals. Hopefully they beat the Chiefs and then can uh, put a smack in on the Browns next week. I'm sorry, but I, I really want them to beat the Browns. Yeah, and, and everybody go to the UWF game on Saturday. Yes. You can, re- you can record the, uh, the SEC championship. Uh, 100%. And to be honest with you, it's not like that game will be that great anyways. No offense to LSU, but Georgia are going to be the favorite by, by a lot in that one. Barry, th- th- thank you so much as always. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later.